It's DTS-117. The raid was two-manned. The greatest Destiny puzzle of all time was completed. And a promising leak says that Destiny 2 is coming to PC. All that and more coming up. Listening to Destiny the Show. What's up, everybody? My name is BBK Dragoon, and welcome back to another round of Destiny the Show, the Destiny News Podcast to keep you, the Guardian, ahead of the curve. Joining me, as always, is my awesome co host, Diddy. What was your week like? Your favorite bit in Destiny? My week was uh, pretty awesome. My week in Destiny was even more awesome. I played some trials. Um, didn't get flawless yet. By the time this podcast comes out, I will have achieved that. That is my goal. Uh, played some supremacy as well, and uh, just I'm having fun in the Crucible this week. I played a ton of PVE the last couple weeks. Obviously, uh, having fun in the Crucible now, so it's always a good time over there. This has been my favorite week since Rise of Iron released. Oh <laughs> yes, because it's more Crucible oriented, and I I like that PVP. That's my uh, it's my home turf. The PVE. I'm having fun, but I'm a fish out of water in there. I really <laughs> enjoyed Trials this weekend. Thanks to Aura and Sassy, we had a really fun run and got the Warlock, Titan, and Hunter to the Lighthouse. Shoutouts to the Pineapple Boys and everybody that we got to play with. Ended up getting the ornament for the helmet, and it's like this weird holographic glow, and the cat cape for the Hunter. And let's see, the pulse is pretty sick. The auto's all right. The hand cannon looks pretty cool, and the shotgun also looks pretty cool from the spoils. So got a lot of stuff to test out, but pretty fun weekend overall i enjoyed trials a lot i don't know if you saw the hunter cloak with that ornament but yes. it's basically an invisible cloak <laughs> right yeah it's it's beautiful i've wanted that translucent um cloak since the i saw the vault of glass butt towel for the titans i'm like i want something <laughs> like that and uh, i can finally achieve that so that's that's really exciting I was a little bit salty when I saw that the map was last exit. That was not my pick out of the three new ones. For At least we're on the Xbox side, so we don't get Icarus. But I really enjoyed it. Played multiple runs. Going to play probably another run after we finish up the show today. Big show, though. We've got Iron Banner coming back. We've got some news about, you know, Destiny podcast changing around. Planet Destiny guys moving into the DCP crew. Destiny 2 on PC rumor from Jason Schreer over at Kotaku. And also, Diddy, the huge, huge puzzle quest for the Outbreak Prime exotic pulse rifle. Right News! So Diddy, is Iron Banner coming back? Oh yeah, October 4th. It's Tuesday, so DTS prediction confirmed. Yeah, <laughs> we are going to experience the new Iron Banner. So if you remember, Bungie has revamped and redone a few mechanics for the Iron Banner. Uh, for for Rise of Iron, the Destiny Rise of Iron era. And those are, the Tempered mechanic is gone. You get to play when you want. So the Tempered mechanic is um, the later in the week that you play, the more experience that you get. That is actually gone entirely. Awesome. I'm excited because you and I used to wait until Sunday and Monday to get the old (laughs) characters done because it was so much faster than running it in the beginning of the week, right? It it was, yeah. (laughs) I would play 10 or 15 games through Sunday and Monday, and I would get rank 5 from zero and that was gotcha. awesome uh there are now four weekly bounties instead of the dailies and the weeklies um 
The bounty rewards include an Iron Banner item that's not featured on the vendor, a chance at an Iron Banner artifact or vanity item, 25 legendary marks, uh, 750 Iron Banner reputation, and that's the bounty rewards. Uh, also, victory in a match grants 250 reputation, and then the Iron medalli Medallions, when you cash those in, uh, those grant 150 reputation. Awesome. So it's almost giving you as much as a win. If you guys don't know the medallion system, when you lose an Iron Banner, you get this little coin, and then it will be redeemed upon your next victory. So it's almost like you get three quarters of a win out of yeah. it. So it, it encourages you to keep playing way back during the first Iron Banner. Everybody, when they were losing, would just leave because they didn't want to continue yeah, forward if they weren't exactly. going to get any rep. It was a brilliant system to uh, figure it out. Now, the artifact, if you guys are struggling to level up, the artifact can be the hardest piece of gear in your whole arsenal to bump that light level up. So this is looking pretty exciting for a chance at an artifact from the bounties, right? Yeah, definitely. So complete those bounties, get those artifacts. We forgot to mention the game mode is probably not going to make a lot of people happy, but it is Supremacy. Now, I like mm -hmm. Supremacy. It is a very aggressive game mode, though. People are going to be charging forward with all sorts of jug, shotgun, voop builds. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Fusion rifles aplenty. But they did this last year with Rift. The first Iron Banner, I believe, of the Taken King was a Rift Iron Banner. Was it not, Diddy? Yeah, and I don't think they brought it back after that. I think it was just Clash and Control, the rest of the Taken King. So <laughs> One more. I, I feel like there was one more, but I can't remember. So, Iron Banner, it's coming to this Tuesday. Easy way to gear up. Easy way to get a bunch of marks. I'm very excited. Diddy, I know, is going to go for it. Oh, yeah. Alt characters, have you gotten your alts up yet, or are you just running one right now? Not yet. So, with the Taken okay. King, I only ran my Hunter, and I was that was my intention with Rise of Iron as well, but I really like the raid this time, so I'm going to get those alt, alt characters up. Uh, so, I need to yeah. grind that Titan and Warlock. I've got the Warlock at 373 and the Titan and Hunter are both like 370 right now. The cool bit here, guys, is you can actually take the Iron Lord artifact and use it on your alt characters. So long as the uh. alt character has gone through, I think it's like three of the story missions. It's just enough of the story to where you unlock Felwinter's Peak and right. you've also talked to Tyra. But that is fantastic because previously it was such a pain to actually get that artifact because it was class specific. But now just swap it over easiest easiest alt leveling era probably ever so much infusion fuel and i believe the iron galahorn if you've pre-ordered uh you can actually use that as well since it starts at level three light it doesn't have a level requirement so you can use that uh, to level up your ultimate characters again nice so moving on to some podcast news there is a new destiny podcast and i say new in air quotes here it's really the old planet destiny podcast crew moving on to something called destiny community podcast pretty cool deal they had d john their first show was this last thursday and so it's the same pd crew you got briar rabbit tefty pope bear miss 5000 wants and patrick casey and they had d john for this very first week and they've moved on to dcp because they wanted some more creative freedoms Planet Destiny's podcast is going to continue, though. It's moving its day. Normally, it was Thursday that they'd live stream it. But the Planet Destiny podcast is being moved to Sunday with a fresh lineup of Story Machine, Fallout Plays, The Black Link, Bones from Crucible Radio, and Proto Scott. So more podcasts? Yeah, I like that. I oh, like yeah. both of these sets of crews, man. I'm excited to more, more community content is better for the scene as a whole. Absolutely. Totally agree. So, Diddy, the real big news came from Kotaku's Jason Schreier, and what was he saying that got the whole scene in a tizzy? Destiny 2 coming to PC. 
hmm, this sounds a bit fishy. So it's confirmed, right? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. It's a Kotaku article. It has sources, right? Oh, yeah. So sources say that Destiny 2 is coming to PC. (laughs) Kotaku sources, guys. Kotaku sources. Things that you could never turn in for your history paper because you actually need a works-cited page if you're going to go to school. But here's the deal. There was a a post on NeoGAF that popped up, and there was somebody named Benny A who wrote that a friend of his at Activision said that Destiny's much-anticipated sequel will be coming to PC. At an internal meeting, the publisher Activision informed employees about the news that Destiny 2 would be coming to PC, and that Vicarious Visions, a studio that Activision owns, is also helping out with Destiny 2. Now, Jason Schreier had heard a few weeks prior that Vicarious Visions was helping out on Destiny 2, so that's where he sees a bit of legitimacy in this post. He's like, all right, well, I've heard a little bit of this story a few weeks ago, so maybe there's more to this and it goes on further that we're maybe seeing something different diddy with destiny 2 a different vision than what we originally had thought correct yeah they're really trying to well the rumor is they're trying to revamp destiny and you know bring more life into the world in which we are fighting the darkness you know more tower type locations more people more npcs that's the rumor and Honestly, I could not be happier because Let's, that is that's kind of what I want to see. Totally. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I wanted to rewind the clock. Jason Schreier has been the guy writing basically all of Kotaku's Destiny articles that had rumors or leaks that eventually turned out to be true. He had the massive leak and rumor bit about the troubled development in vanilla Destiny, mm-hmm. as well as breaking the news on the struggles of the reorganization of Bungie at the beginning of this year, all of which turned out to be true and we heard it through investor earnings calls later you know months later so i I do trust jason schreier for the most part he has been dead right and it's because he has sources over at bungie that you know kind of leak or maybe an insider who has some knowledge of what's going on at bungie i shouldn't say none of this is confirmed but you mentioned that we're going to see more towns and outposts and quests that are more interesting than our current patrol missions something that reminds us a little bit more of the wild or a more typical MMO feel, right? Yeah, that it's, it's hinted, you know, they, they want to expand Destiny's universe and that I think would be the logical next step. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to quote here from the article, Destiny 2 is a completely different game, said one person familiar with the development. The Taken King was a reboot for Destiny 1 to fix small things. This is the overhaul to fix big things. So let's talk about this for a second, Diddy. It sounds like a bit of a fresh start. They make the comparison between Diablo 1 and Diablo 2 in that a lot of mechanics and systems were changed, but the thematics of the game remain the same. We have been told before our characters are coming with us along this whole 10-year adventure, right? Yes, Bungie has confirmed that. Okay, multiple times. So it's not like we're going to lose our character, but it does sound like some pretty significant system changes are in the works, right? Yeah, so if we think about it, the Taken King was kind of a reboot to fix the small things in Destiny. Destiny 2 is going to be fixing a lot of things on a larger scale. A more macro approach. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I believe this is going to be something awesome. We've talked many times on this show, and if you're a player regular of, of Destiny over the last like year or so, you know there are areas of improvement that can be made with the game. And these are large-scale things. I'm just talking about, right now, small small annoyance, how many green engrams drop all <laughs> over the place. And it's because 
Bungie wants to give us more armor materials. That's fantastic, but there's got to be a better way, right? Isn't there some feature they could implement, like just dropping armor materials or maybe an auto um, dismantle? When you run mm -hmm. over, it just immediately turns into armor materials if you want. Those are things that probably require a large-scale systemic change from an engine perspective, right? Yep, and that's why Bungie now has that dedicated engine team uh, to improve those kinds of things, those quality of life changes that are just going to make the user experience better. Absolutely. I seriously doubt Bungie would compromise the motive and the intrinsic properties of Destiny in the sequel. If anything, they're going to improve and refine. That's what I see when I look at a fresh start. But mm -hmm. I saw a lot of negative feedback to this. <laughs> yeah, it was the fact that, you know, our characters are just going to be wiped. What is this? I don't think yeah. that's the case. I think we can uh, we can wait until the official word comes out from Bungie. So uh, E3 2017, that's where we'll find it. Or PlayStation Experience this December, Diddy. <laughs> They're probably just going to be showing off Sparrow Racing League there. That's it my, probably that's my will be the December. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the December SRL giant event. But who knows? They might show off a couple little clips of gameplay. We're getting close enough, dude. Five-second teaser of Destiny 2. That's all they need to do, just so that we yeah. know it exists. <laughs> I want to read the top comment here from Ilmarn. It's a really weird name, but I thought it summed up everything well. And I quote, I understand that Bungie doesn't want to be hobbled by old decisions, particularly ones made under the restrictions of a much older and less powerful platform. And can totally accept that they may not want to be supporting Gallarhorn or Twilight Garrison in their designs for another eight years. But if characters at least don't transfer into the new game, I'll be pretty angry. End quote. I think that was beautiful. You know, they want to make changes because it's a whole new platform. They have all new resources. They've got an engine team. Let's make it better. But let's bring our characters with us, please. Honor the players who have given, you know, three years in the initial time of Destiny, right? Right. Absolutely. Please, Guardians. Let me help you. If you come looking for wise words, I shall try, but I ask you to turn them to action. All right, so this last week, the Outbreak Prime exotic pulse rifle from the raid, the puzzle surrounding it and the quest to actually get the weapon was completed. It was a huge community effort done together with the help of the Raid Secret subreddit, the Destiny the Game subreddit, tons of teams, Dotto in particular being the front man in terms of the video creation. I feel like he was sort of the first big YouTuber putting out the guide for the video and the full walkthrough, but that does not minimalize or marginalize anybody who worked towards solving this thing. It's crazy complicated. Diddy and I went through the raid this week and actually got to go into the server room mm -hmm. and see it happen. It's fantastic. Shout out to everybody that we ran the raid with this week. It's a lot of names, and we had some subs who, who swapped in and out, but thank you guys. It was really cool. If you don't want any spoilers about this puzzle, probably jump ahead five to ten minutes, but this is the best puzzle Bungie's ever done, and Diddy, you think it might be a little bit more than that. Yeah, I think this is the one of the most intricate and amazing puzzles in a video game, you know, not just in Destiny. It's obviously one of the longer and the more difficult quests that you can acquire in Destiny, but across my entire gaming life history, it's the fact that you had we had the um, the augmented reality game prior to the quest being released or being completed. The fact that you had to figure out what that was all about and then use that information in the game is mind-blowing that is so cool it is so in-depth and it's awesome 
some Kojima stuff right there, man. Look yeah. on the back cover to get the, the codec from Merrill. So here's the puzzle and how it breaks down. In the raid, there are five monitors, and they're well hidden. And there's a chest below Axis, the final boss of the raid, that can only be accessed if during the course of the raid, you guys, your fire team, access all five monitors. That's the only way you can get to this chest. And they're hidden, they're scattered throughout the raid, and it's pretty cool. So you're going through, you're doing the raid, you're activating the monitors. One of the monitors is hidden in the diamond server room. This is right <laughs> after the maze prior to Axis. So Bungie released, I can't remember, it was like a week and a half ago, a week and a half ago, an alternate reality game called an ARG. I'll read the description here, or at least a definition if you don't know what an ARG is. It's an interactive networked narrative that uses the real world as a platform and uses transmedia storytelling to deliver a story that may be altered by players' ideas or actions. It's really complicated, but it's basically like an IRL puzzle that plays into the game itself. And it basically was a bunch of codes, right, that you could input on this website. Mm -hmm. And it gave back an image file that turned out to be a map of the diamond server room. If you guys have been in the server room, there's a bunch of canisters all over the floor. And I remember the first week we raided, I was like, I wonder if you can jump. I wonder if there's something in this room or whatnot. And somebody's like, oh, yeah, totally. there's going to be something here. <laughs> so... There are two monitors in the maze. You need two members of your fire team back in the maze, each one at a specific monitor, the left one and the right one. You then need four members of your fire team in the diamond server room. And if you use the map supplied by the ARG and jump on the cylinders, there's a specific set of cylinders you have to step on as a fire team of four. You then hear a big ding and the monitors activate in the other room. One guardian activates the left monitor and reads off a four-digit hex number, and that indicates a row or a column that, uh, what is the word? It relates to the actual diamond server room circle pillar things, okay? And right. the right monitor indicates which one it's going to be, one through five. So if it's closest to the wall or if it's closest to the faraway wall. And the guys activate the monitors, and each fire team member has to jump on the right canister that's associated with the hex number. So you have to do, like, this live translation of the hex or, or binary numbers to get it the right coordinates to jump on in the right order. It's a, a timeline. And if you do that, if you jump through onto all the canisters, having the guys activate the monitors, the big diamond thing, the big giant SIVA cluster in the middle of the room opens up there's the fourth monitor inside and an exotic chest. Okay. That's that's like the first thirty percent of this this puzzle, guys. Okay. That you is then go, that's a little bit cooler than the Golgoroth maze where you're just jumping on the platforms. <laughs> it's insane, Diddy. It we had a guy come in and do the hex for us and do like the live translation of okay, this is the row and this is the pillar jump on it the pillar glows it makes this noise you get all hyped and then when the actual cluster opens up it is so cool it is bungee man <laughs> you go on to beat axis and then you go under axis and you activate the final monitor that lets you go back to the chest and that supplies you with the beginning of the outbreak prime quest line phew from all that of that point, just to get it. the quest, to begin the, start. <laughs> the pulse rifle quest. That's awesome. 
From there, you need to work with a fire team of one Titan, one Hunter, and one Warlock to complete a Nightfall, do three PvP matches or a strike. I think you need to do Archon's Forge or three patrols, something like that. And then you get a math puzzle. You basically have an item in your inventory that's a lot like the Sleeper Simulant. You have to go into that item, activate a certain sequence of nodes to get uh, the perfect level of charge, and you have to actually reference the other uh, fire team members that you're working with. And then you have to beat Sepix Prime. You get another math puzzle. Then you have to beat the raid again, and you get another math puzzle on your little um, engine thingy. And after all of that, you get the Outbreak Prime at 390 light. It's ridiculous. That's it's awesome. the coolest thing ever. <laughs> it is. It really is the coolest thing ever. It's it's very difficult. Um, most people are going to have to reference some type of guide. But shout out to the guys who figured this out. You know, seriously, we they had to bring in, you know, I think their raid group crew clan is called like math class or something. The math club or yeah. Yeah. The math club or something. And <laughs> it's just like, oh, this is actual math. We have to do math in a video game. And that's that's awesome because people were <laughs> commenting uh, all over the Internet. Yeah, I, I stayed up all night figuring out math in a video game instead of doing my actual homework in college or <laughs> high school. And I can just imagine the excuse those students would give their teachers the next day. Like, why didn't you turn in this calculus homework? Oh, because I was decrypting whatever in, in the raid. <laughs> it's just awesome. Yep. Shoutouts to Sassy of the Pineapple Boys because he did it within like the first 24 hours. Him and his crew all stayed on until they finally got it, which must have, it must have taken forever, dude. Like that's probably five or six hours of work for those guys. And they were right on the cutting edge doing the math, pushing forward. I'm just hyped because I believe that Bungie has more up their sleeves, dude. Imagine what is hidden in Vault of Glass if they sneakily <laughs> insert something like this into it going, yeah, there really was another chest, guys. You just never found it. Six years later, someone finally figured it out. It's just cool. I, I agree. This is one of the cooler puzzles I've ever seen in a video game. Shout out to those dedicated enough to do it. And it gave Raid Secrets something to absolutely obsess over. It's a huge uh, makeup for last year's basketball room, dude. Can you fill people in on that? <laughs> yeah, so there was another complex sequence of things that you had to do inside King's Fall, the raid. And all it did was open up this extra room in the raid. And it didn't have any rewards associated with it or quest lines associated with it or anything. It's just an extra room that just seems vacant. You know, there's no rewards there. It's basically just the basketball room. It's what everybody likes to call it. And it's just a, a playable space that you can enjoy if you uh, go through the trouble to do it. Yeah, very disappointing. Like, we expected a whole lot more. I remember Slayerage actually streamed, I think, nine hours just trying to figure <laughs> stuff out in the basketball room. And then Luke Smith later on, I think, in an interview was like, no, it's just, we just did that as a raid team because we thought it would be fun. And like, oh, you're sick, dude. <laughs> you made some people lose a lot of sleep trying to figure this out, Luke. Well, all right, let's talk about the raid for a little bit longer. Tifu, who was on Redeem Clan, one of the, it was the world's first clan to beat Wrath of the Machine, he two-manned Wrath, the whole thing, even the first phase of Axis this last week and uploaded it onto his channel. I can't believe it. And then also SC Slayerage, three-manned flawless Wrath of the Machine, which I'm still running this with full six-party <laughs> crews and we struggle. You know, it's it's we get through it, but that last fight is hard. It's hard. It really is, yeah. Uh, the 
the two man is insane because uh, the, he talks about in the video beforehand, you know, we put tons of time and effort into figuring out these strategies. Um, shout out to everybody involved. It's not just those two guys. The way they do each fight is so coordinated and precise that it's really difficult. You know, don't think of the fact that, oh, the raid's been two manned two weeks after launch, that the raid's easy. Nope. They're just very coordinated and very, um, very good at what they do. And you and I were talking about this before they actually finished the two man. I was like, yeah, how can they even two man that first part of the, the Axis fight? You know, because, you know, with you have to pick up the cannon or the charges. Yeah, you don't get to do both. You don't get to do both. And I'm like, well, you know, I bet Radiance would, would get rid of that debuff. And then they come out and it just so happens that they, they do that tactic. You know, they have two Warlocks, <laughs> they Radiance to pick it up, and it's, uh, it's actually pretty awesome. Did he switch to a warlock mid raid because i remember he started it out as a striker titan he did start out as a striker titan um just for that specific phase i believe they did have to run or at least he did he had to run um uh, warlock because of that that switch um and then he switched back to titan um, to finish it off Um, i wonder if there will ever be in-game raid leaderboards or some sort of event that bungie (laughs) organizes so you remember they did this weird college competitive pve event that was like a giant speed run of doing three different pve like challenges it was not well marketed the red bull something and it actually was pretty close to both of us like wish i would have known (laughs) yeah there was an event uh pretty close to me and i I actually didn't go i I got sick that weekend (laughs) it was a year ago it was basically a year ago this weekend or two right after ttk i believe yeah and it was it was strange that they would do it in that fashion but it was also kind of cool that they were beginning to implement these types of uh, events for the community something that wow has done before is they've had a live mythic raid speed run and they'll have method company versus I'm blanking on the their arch rival, but basically they've got two raid teams trying to go through the hardest difficulty of raid as fast as possible up front on the stage in front of everybody. And it's pretty fun if you've actually ever seen a raid race. And that's something that could totally happen here in Destiny. But right now it seems to be not just about how fast you can do Wrath because the Wrath speedruns are in the works. I know Tifu right now and his crew are practicing getting through that thing pretty quick. But the two-man took him, what, did he, like, hour and a half, I think, or an hour? All the way through the final fights, it took him about an hour. But finding out the tactics for those different fights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hours. Like, I think they said 15 to 20 hours just for the first phase of the Axis fight for the two-man. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's insane. <laughs> that is mind-blowing. They they only raid. That's That's all they're doing right now in Destiny. And they were... They were around 375 light. So it's not like they were 390 or whatever that some people are now. They were actually under-leveled for um, that particular boss fight. So that was actually pretty impressive. (laughs) Makes me want to uninstall. I am trash. (laughs) By the way, it was the the Red Bull Clash course for the Titan King. That's what that was. If you're interested in looking it up. Yep. I don't know if there'll be a repeat. But anyway, (laughs) did they patch the exploit in the Death Zamboni part where you could go around the wall clip through the wall thing i i don't 
think so. Not yet. Um, okay. So you you can phase through. For those of you who don't know, you the the sides of the Death Zamboni raid are electrified, but you can actually jump around it and phase through the wall and then just skip that entire part. Um, you miss out on boss loot, but not the chest, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Or you miss out on the chest instead of the boss loot. One of the two. Um, but if you're trying to speed run it, go ahead. You know They're probably going to patch it pretty soon. So, mm-hmm. Well, that's going to do it for the news, our topic. I just want to close Diddy by saying I really think more and more Rise of Iron is my favorite expansion so far. I know it's considered more a DLC and not a TTK-sized expansion, but I think I like it more than the Taken King or Dark Below or even House of Wolves. I enjoy the raid, love the new Trials gear. I think that we've reached a refinement in Destiny where the Trials gear, the weapons are pretty sick. The raid weapons are pretty cool too. Not crazy OP, but there's a lot of rewards at Endgame that I want to do weeklies to pursue. And the new Iron Banner coming up. Of course, we're still in the honeymoon period. It's very early on, and time will tell the strength of Rise of Iron. But right now, I'm loving this, dude. Yeah, and let's keep reminding ourselves, Rise of Iron was developed beginning in January. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they can consistently push out this type of content, Destiny's going to be fine. Destiny's going to be absolutely fine. The fact Destiny that Destiny 2 on PC, bro. I think this raid hits the nail dead on. You know, it mm-hmm. has difficult yep. mechanics that the King's Fall had, but it's not as long as King's Fall. It has the action of Crota's End, and it has about the length of Vault of Glass. I think that's the perfect yeah. recipe for a really good raid. And it's it's fun. It, it is, is so fun. much fun. And they implemented the quest for the Outbreak, Outbreak Prime with the raid, and it makes you do the raid at least twice <laughs> and i think it's just amazing how how well done rise of iron has been developed and you know yes we are still in the honeymoon phase we're still two three weeks out so we'll see if our stories change come february and march when we're about to hit that content drought um that is supposedly expected <laughs> but i think i think we're uh, we got a pretty good recipe for future destiny content dude i'd have to build a pc if it really is coming to PC, I have to build a PC because I will switch in a heartbeat, dude. I love playing FPS on mouse. If and I keyboard. switched, I would still use a controller. I can't do no! mouse and keyboard. I can't do it, man. <sighs> I'm I'm okay at Overwatch on the PC, but Destiny, I am just way too used to the, how controller feels. I'll All give right. it a shot, but I'll convert you. Uh, I guarantee it. The controller is so. Uh, I'm so good with it. <laughs> Where can people find your content, man? Twitter.com slash Diddy DTS, D-I-T-T-Y-D-T-S. We're also planning some future streams in the next uh, month or so on twitch.tv slash Destiny the Show. Some more Destiny streams. And I uh, got some YouTube content lined up at youtube.com slash Wooshness, W-O-O-O-S-H-N-E-S-S. Very good. Remember to check out our friends over at DestinyTracker.com, the best place in the Destiny universe to track your stats and soon to be much more. Shoutouts to Rippin, who ran trials with us and did a little bit of the raid this last week. Very fun. You can follow all the links from today and more at DestinyTheShow.com or our Twitter is at DestinyTheShow. You can follow me at BBKDragoon on both YouTube and Twitter. Next week or in the show the week after that, we're hoping to start doing something new for Destiny the Show. 
but something that's been requested a lot. I just have to get some pieces lined up, but Diddy and I are super stoked about this, and it's a turning point for DTS, a very positive <laughs> one. So stay with us. Thanks, guys. It's been awesome the last few weeks. So much love, and the Discord gets bigger and bigger. So, oh, yeah. If you want to hang out or talk with us throughout the week, discord.me slash destiny the show. Over 800 some odd members now. Almost Raiden. 900. We're, Almost, we're so close. What? We're so close. Yeah, oh we're at gosh. about 875. We got to do something for 1K. We got to do a giveaway or something, dude. Let's do it. Party. DTS party. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. We'll see you next time.